Hey guys, before we get started, we gotta do a little. Today's gonna be a pretty, pretty easy one. I mean, I mean, I am back from Fear the Walking Dead. I've spent the past six months in Savannah, and I'm finally back home. Check out my lighting design, guys. If you are not watching the YouTube, you should check it out because I like did some lighting design for my room. It's so, funny because that like, looks more fake dope. than the other one that you did. Like <laughs> it looks like you're in front of that that uh, wavy zoom fake background. But that's your actual house. <laughs> that's my. Actual I know house. it's your actual house because I could see the new Darth Vader statue up. Yeah. So I knew that that was a newer yeah. image of that background. I know, right? It's so fucking dope. Um, yeah, I got lighting design going. Um, so you know, we, we haven't chatted in a bit. We've been riding off some leftovers because uh, it was mm-hmm. I was working nights for like a week and a half. And dude, let me tell you something about Savannah. There's these fucking bugs. These little gnats. They're like deep. I don't give a fuck. I'll eat deep right off your skin. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> and, and like, I'm still healing. Like I have, I, I, I was eat, just, we were just eating alive and these little biting fucking gnats. And like, people are like, you got, you're not using no gnats, bro. Oh, I'm doused in that shit. The second it dries, the gnats are like, oh, what's up? And you're like, fuckers, God. And like, people are like, aren't you hot? It's like, aren't you being eaten alive by bugs? What the fuck is happening here? I'm, I'm, I look like a ninja. I'm covered in like winter scarves. I got hats on. You can only see my eyes. And people are like, what's wrong with you, man? Aren't you being eaten? Yeah, it just doesn't bother me. Okay. I you guess look like you the just- Swedish guys at the beginning of the thing. But the little like slit goggles, the Captain Cold slit goggles. I need a pair of those. Just, just for we a all do. <laughs> That's exactly right. what, what are I those mean. even called? I would call them either Captain Cold goggles or mole Swedish man goggles. Thing. I call them mole man goggles from <laughs> uh, Fantastic Fan. The, the mole people, yeah, they all had those goggles. Anyway, follow us on social media: Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Launchpad Pod on our website launchpadpod.com. and like we said, YouTube. Uh, but hey, without further ado, let's get on with the show. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Welcome to Launchpad Podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm Matt. We're going to switch it up today and we're not going to talk about shitty movies. We're not going to talk about comic books or lightsabers. We're going to talk about our favorite brands of bug repellent. (laughs) I know that's going to be a little different for you guys, but... I, I There's like thought, one listener right now that's like, <laughs> you are? Yes. Getting out of like a pad and pen. <laughs> yeah, he's got like all the cans of like off in the background and bullfrog. I thought we could also talk about like uh, educational politics, you know, teacher strikes and all that. I think that would be oh fun. <laughs> Rumi, you're going through some some strife right now. Some strike strife. Yeah, I got a strike this week for work stuff. Nonsense. It's just nobody. I mean... After the pandemic, I think a lot more people know how hard teachers, how hard it is to teach and, and what they have to go through just by having the kids home and seeing them having to teach over a computer. And that was like extra hard. But like teachers do so much. They don't get paid enough for it. The dis- At least our district is not really um, the best district as far as like helping and setting shit up. And they're like, no, we, we need to sit on billions of dollars and you guys figure it out. And you're like, why would that be the case? Yeah. And they're like, well, who knows what will happen tomorrow? Like you're not gonna have any teachers tomorrow because no one's getting paid and we're dying. But um, yeah, so there's that. Yeah, union strong, bros. Um, there's a lot of strikes happening in now mm-hmm. and the near future. I mean, we got some some you know t- 
TV strikes coming up in May and June. Three yep. different unions are planning um, negotiations. Is one of those a writer strike? Yes, which could yep. lead to strikes. I survived the writer strike of 2008. I sound like an old crazy person when I start talking about it. I'm saying like, you haven't mm-hmm. been saving for a strike, Sonny. <laughs> ah, I remember I had to sell my car. I had to eat my dog. And people are like, you didn't eat your dog. I'm like, I know I didn't have a dog yet. But I sold my dog, but I ate my car. Oh, my God. I sold my car for a computer. That's how I learned VFX. And that's where I am. I am. Anyway, we'll be really short about this. Look, during the pandemic, everybody's like, there's no money and you're so essential. So everybody worked really hard. And then a bunch of companies made a fuck ton of money and then are still like, we got no money, guys. And it's like, bullshit, bullshit, pay up, pay the fuck up. So Union strong, guys. Stand strong. Uh, people who work hard deserve money and deserve to get paid. It's not about being a whiny butthole about it. We're all working hard and we deserve to get a piece of that pie. So and Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff like, granted, I'm on one side of the issue, but like there's a lot of stuff that people don't know because they haven't looked into it and they yeah. only see what's on the news. And usually what's on the news, at least for us, is what the superintendent is saying. And yep. the superintendent is on the opposite side of yeah. my union. So granted, he's not like, listen, we have this problem where they say this and I say this and we're trying to meet in the middle. He's like, I, I'm sitting here waiting for them to negotiate. You're like, yeah, bitch, but you're not actually negotiating. You're throwing down stupid things that have nothing to do with what we're talking about on a way lower. So like, you know, I'm not saying listen to one side or another, but like look and see what the issues are and look and see yep. what the facts are and then make a decision on that. Because I, as a teacher, I want you to side with teachers for the teacher strike. Right. But like yeah. and also there's support strikes. But anyway. But we're like, not going to get political. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, no, but it's true on both sides. Disney's like, guys, we lost like a fuck ton of money last year. It's like, yeah, you shouldn't be buying billion dollar companies and <laughs> gigantic, <Yeah>. gigantic <laughs> mergers. And also, you made nineteen billion. Yeah, that's also. It's like, yeah, if you're worth X and you made X two, but you normally should make X three. I'm sorry, yeah. I don't really feel that bad for you. Don't feel bad for millionaires. Eat the rich. Anyway, hey, comic books, Spider-Man's dong. <laughs> Back <Yeah>. on track. <laughs> well, uh, what, what are you thinking for today? What are you up for? What do you want to do? Dude, I want to talk about some movies. I, Dude, when I was in Savannah, I didn't get to watch shit. I watched like four movies and, it, and it's like, and, and like the Oscars just happened. And the one, one of the one films that I watched won everything. And Emersonians, bro. Fucking the Daniels uh, sweeping the Oscars with everything, everywhere, all at once. You seen this one yet? I have not seen it yet. I've almost seen it twice, but have not yet. Ah, um, it's absurdist. Like, yeah, nobody should think that they're going into a normal movie here. This thing's absolutely bonkers and ridiculous. I love this movie. Like, I, I saw it in a great theatrical experience. I realize when I say that, it means nobody's there. Like, everybody's like, I had the best theater experience. It was packed and everybody was happy and having a good time. I'm like, that sounds miserable to me. The best theater experience. <laughs> I was like, I went on a Tuesday afternoon. Nobody was there. Yeah. And I saw this movie and I was just like, oh, pure cinema joy. It's ridiculous. And that's what I love about it. It's like they pulled off like, hey, there's multiple universes. I'm like, I know. Spider-Man told me all about that. And they're like, some universes, <laughs> you can have hot dog fingers. I'm like, intriguing and delicious. And then they're like, and like. You know, just ridiculous concepts over and over again. I was just like, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. And it also then like ties in a very human story about generational trauma and like fucking hating your parents and stuff. And I was like, this movie's beautiful. Thanks. I love it. And and I'm Did glad. It, does it live up to the hype? Or do you think some of this is just hype to be hype? Like the fact that it won all, all of those categories. Uh, that's the funky, weird part is you're kind of like, 
look, here's a silly movie with a lot of dick and butt jokes in it. And oh, it, it won Best Picture. It was the best movie I saw. I saw four movies. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I Here's a caveat of quote unquote good movies. I, I come home and my wife and I will pop in a 70s kung fu movie that's like just super shitty, but hilarious and fun to us. I'll watch an 80s horror film like Chopping Mall or some bullshit. And 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 laugh at it. Uh, and I've watched tons of those movies, um, but like of Oscar contenders, I saw everything, everywhere, all at once, all quiet on the restaurant front, and or or or. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant the pirate movie. R R R. Oh, or 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 or. But everything, everywhere, all at once was my favorite out of those. Um, I thought it was really good. But here's mm. the other thing. You're never going to get this movie again. Who you, everything mm. after this point, if you're going to be like, we're going to be weird like that movie is trying to be that. Gotcha. Everything they do after this is going to be like, it wasn't weird like that last movie you guys did. And they're like, they are in a very precarious position. I feel bad for the the Daniels um, mm. because they they've done some real. They did uh, Swiss Army Man, which was fucking weird and crazy. But like yeah. that stays as like an indie sleeper. You're like. The movie where Daniel Radcliffe is a boner popping farting corpse, and you're like, yeah, fucking awesome movie, really human, but like absurd. And then they made a movie to top that. I can't believe it. And then like, well, what are they going to do next? I don't know because now that you've won Best Picture, what the fuck are you possibly going to do that people are going to say, oh, you didn't do that, or nah, you you did it too hard. Like you can't. You tried to do the same thing again. Like, are you going to be stuck like M Night Shyamalan doing the same thing over and over again? Like what? Like, I have no clue what they're going to do, but I have faith that they can pull it off. They've been a slam dunk for me so far. Well, it's just cool that there's that you in this day and age, you can still make a blip like that. Because I feel like you feel like every story has been told before every movie, every song, every, you know, video, every son, everything has been made once already. Right. Yeah. It is one way of thinking. I don't necessarily agree with that, but it's also like what hasn't been done before, you know, and you think that. But you see something like this that you're saying now there will be a whole generation of movies that will be compared either accurately or inaccurately to this one. How great, though, that that still exists, that right. you can still make a movie that's different from everything that came before it to the point where that is a plateau in the graph. That is a point in the movie graph that you could be like, that's where that movie was. And anything yeah. that came after that was somehow influenced by that. You know. Well, and think about this. That movie also kind of won. Look what it was stacked up against. Big franchises, Marvel movies, a remake of a war movie that already won a long time ago, mm-hmm. um, r- sequels to movies from 20 years ago that was popular, Avatar, like it's blockbuster city. And here's this little indie movie. And that's what Hollywood is like. We want indie movies to survive. So, of course, the weird little indie one. Of course it did. You're up against a Steven Spielberg movie that yeah. made a movie about just, I love making movies. And that didn't win Best Picture. He didn't win Best Director because they're tired of that shit. Show go home, tr- Steven Spielberg. Go home, yeah. <laughs> Show me a movie where people have to shove trophies up their ass to learn Kung Fu and then get back to me. Like, come the fuck on. <laughs> and then get back to me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's why that movie won. That's why that movie was absurd. And it and it and it. I'm happy that it won. I did see All Quiet on the Western Front. <laughs> Hey guys, guess what? War sucks. Pretty cool to watch though, but still sucks. <laughs> I this shows you how disconnected I am. I di- I mean, I have shitty movie Sunday, 
and shitty movie Sunday is always on a Sunday. So is the Oscars. But I always know. And then I always reach out to everyone. I'm like, hey, you guys, you know, is anyone going to have an Oscar conflict? And if people are doing Oscar shit, usually it's East Coast time. So I'll just bump shitty movie later. I didn't even know this year that it was the Oscars until after shitty movie. And I saw it on on um, uh, social media because I don't have cable. So I didn't see any commercials. I don't really play on social media much unless I'm doing stuff for the show or looking at, you know, the what happened in the day. So I didn't even know the Oscars were that day until after they were over that night because I haven't seen many of the movies. I haven't really been watching. I don't really watch the Oscars. I haven't watched it pretty much since I used to work on the show. I used to work on the Oscars show. I haven't really watched an Oscar since that. I worked with you on the Oscars show. It was really fun. Which year was that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. In the where? Yes, you did. Yeah, we were in the warehouse. Like that they, kept, third. they kept being like, this is where they found Bruce the shark all decaying and falling apart. Yep. And I'm like, oh, cool. Um, it was fun though. I liked doing that. I was I was proud of that work. Um, it was a great it was, job. It was a good job. Yeah. Um, shout out to Beth. Um, the I didn't watch either. Instead, I was watching the Netflix docu series Pepsi Wears My Jet, which is really fun. Yeah, that looks super cool. I haven't seen it yet, but is it good? I think it's great. It's it, the way they edit it is better than the story itself. The sure, story sure. itself is like kid thinks he can do something. He goes up against Pepsi. Stuff happens. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's not that wild of a story, but. The way they edit it and the way they put it together, you're like rooting for this kid. And you're like, yeah, and I like that. I like that. They did a good job. That that's worth checking out. So, but I was thinking this literally last night as I put on a movie that I'd seen before. Between the four to five major streaming services that I get at my house, I have a couple watch lists, and I think we all know that at this point in the game of streaming media. There's shit on there that you're never going to watch in your watch list. I don't just mean up. I mean, there's stuff on my watch list that I know I want to see genuinely, but I know that that is the last spot out of all of my watch lists and I'll never get there. And I realized last night that I have a couple documentaries on there that I would love to watch, but I do not know in my current life when that would happen. I know I'm not going to watch these documentaries after school, like after coming home from a work before I get Kent, if there's ever a time where that happens. I know I'm not going to put Kent down, clean up the dishes and sit down and say, okay, it's time to watch that documentary about the unknown mass shooting in McDonald's. When am I going to watch that? I'm not going to watch it on a Friday night or a Saturday night. I'm not going to have people over to watch it. You know, I can't know. Hey, guys, you got you want to come over and listen to the Jared Fogel tapes? They're like that guy. Yeah, from it's Subway? Like, yeah he was a pedophile. Yeah. Like, oh God, no. It's like I have all these things and I forget what the other one I was looking at was really interesting. And I was like, I'm dying to see that. But logistically, rationally, you know, truth be told, when am I going to watch that? I don't know. And I really like and I realized last night it's documentaries, I think, are, the, are taking the hardest hit of that type of thing on my watch list that. And historical shit. Like, I want to watch some more shit about Samurai, some more shit about World War II. I don't know when I'm going to have time to do that. It's on my watch list. Oh, it's I know. there. It's, it's just piling up. Hey, remember that podcast we were on called Clearing the Queue? I do. They've been on a, I, 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 I hope they come back. They need to come back. Uh, Alex Popkin and uh, uh, Clearing the Queue. It was, it was so good, man. Other one. You should have an episode just about documentaries. I know. And, and just find, cause documentaries are great, but here's something I'm realizing about like more modern documentaries is they're like, these guys hang out on the internet. They don't really care if the story's good or not. And it's like, wait, I, wait, 
like there's there's work that should be done for a documentary. I, I yeah, yeah. The, you're not just putting like there's you're not just putting audio and visual on there to tell a narrative story. Like you have to make it a movie, right? It's sort of. I mean, look, I watched this thing. It was called like the Sex Cult at Sarah Lawrence, which is is a. Oh, college. I moved that to the number one spot. Oh. <laughs> False advertising, man. <laughs> sex cult. Like two, three people were having sex. Look, I have listened to enough true crime, true crime podcast to know when a sex cult is lascivious. You're like, whoa, <laughs> dang, bro, so much sex. That cult. is a sex cult. That is a sex cult. This was like four people having sex, and that was it. And it's, and like and like a family that got ruined. It should have been called like the creepy dude who lived with a bunch of college students on campus and then made them like do a bunch of chores. Um, it sounds very mentally abusive and horrible. I'm sorry that happened. That's awful. That guy's a scumbag, but like sex cult, false advertising, <laughs> false advertising. He, 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 he basically turned a couple of chicks out. They were doing escort services for him. Like that's not a sex cult. He was a pimp. That's an and, escort service. Yeah, exactly. And a shitty one, a crazy one. It was just like, the government's come for me. And you're like, oh, God, not even not even a jive talking cool pimp with a car. It's just a <laughs> shitty, crazy <laughs> pimp with brainwashed chicks. That's not like, a Is there a crazy cult? pimp in uh, one of the Godzilla movies? The one with like the the bugs? What? The bugs? Oh, the, like, it was like it was either a, a, a millennium era or a. Uh, with Casey like, era, Batra. I can't remember. Stuff? It wasn't Batra. It was the thing that was. Um, it looks like an evil. No, it wasn't Batra. Who does look like an evil Mothra? This was bugs, and it was a bunch of little bugs, and then it morphed into a big bug. Starts with the letter I. Mm, I can't remember. I, I feel terrible now. This is this is ridiculous. So we were watching Godzilla this morning with Sammy because Sunday mornings we watch Godzilla. Um, and usually I find like a clip or something of like this. But we were watching uh, Son of Godzilla, which is real goofy, but he's fighting Kumanga, which is the giant spider. And um, Kumanga <laughs> fucking shoots ropes all over fucking Manila, uh, gets them all webbed up. And Sammy's like, my two-year-old's like, he's messy. And I'm like, yeah, he is. And she's like, giant spider. He's scared. I'm like, yeah. She's like, where's his daddy? And I was like, uh, he'll probably show up at the last minute. <laughs> and like the plot of Son of Godzilla seems to be like, Godzilla just does not want to be a father. So he tries to ignore oh, this kid yeah. the whole time. And the kid's like, daddy, daddy. And Godzilla's like, fuck off, kid, Jesus. And uh, he came at the last second and saved Manila from Kumanga. And uh, the rest of the day, Sammy was like, giant spider, baby scared, messy. And I was like, yep, that <laughs> did happen. Yeah. And like, everybody's like, what did you let her watch? I'm like, just some Godzilla. It's fine. Giant spider. She's fine. She, she wasn't scared. I tried to show her lightsaber fighting and she was like scary. And I was like, turn it off. Fine. Oh, no, I would have. I would have turned on my uh, unstable blade lightsaber right in front of Kent's face. Uh, what do we do? <laughs> All right. So it's Godzilla versus Megagarius. It has nothing to do with the letter I remember Megagarius. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't gonna like sweat that though. <laughs> I sweated it. Well, because we sh we I I should know better. I mean, um, we should, but like Millennium's not my jam. I'm 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 kind of a uh, you know Hisi era Showa era guy. Agreed. But there's a giant. There's a pimp. A crazy pimp in one. <laughs> and it's and it's one of like those a, like a giant hat and a, like a yes goofy car yes. And, like, and he's like know, jive talking and giving some guy shit, and then a cop comes over. They pull guns on each other in almost a funny way. And then they like they look over and the bugs like take over the street or something. But it's like one of those like 
the scene doesn't have to happen. It, it's like, I don't know if it's an attempt at humor or, you know, what, but it's like they're doing stuff. They, I think it's a cop and the cop comes over and starts giving the pimp trouble and the pimp pulls a gun on him and the gu- cop pulls a gun back and they're like yelling at each other and then they look up and the bugs come. Everyone That's Google good. that. <laughs> Godzilla pimp scene movie. Go. Um, yeah, man. Uh, Godzilla's fun stuff, though. I like it. <laughs> Godzilla's always fun stuff. <laughs> oh, man. I, I guess we're getting another Godzilla movie soon. But here's the thing. The fan Godzilla movies have gotten so good. Like the fan trailers for fake Godzilla movies have gotten so good. I don't know what's real. I don't know is what's like a fan short and what's like official Toho cinema. The next one is Godzilla in space. Space Godzilla. We already had that one. It was great. No, that's Space Godzilla. This oh. is Godzilla in space. Oh, my this is a different Space Godzilla coming here. We watched like Godzilla Africa. goes into a spaceship like he goes up in space he's oh. in a spaceship and he runs into the leprechaun in space and pinhead in space mm-hmm. and jason x mm-hmm. that I, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. watch I'd watch, I, I would watch that if even half of it was true i mean any movie that has in space happening i'm i'm uh, yes yes show what me, if they tried to sell you something space, like bitches. alien in space alien Alien 9 in space or something like that. Star Trek 7 in space. space. Would you would you be like, okay, let me see. <laughs> I mean, for the Alien franchise, I've been like, on Earth, please. On Earth, please. You've been promising us to get to Earth for years and it took to AVP 2, wait, 1 or 2 to finally <laughs> get them to Earth and it was cool. I don't care what you say. AVP Requiem didn't give a fuck. It was killing pregnant chicks, killing off main characters left and right. That movie did not give a shit. Yeah, no, that's it's not Shakespeare, but I wasn't looking for Shakespeare, especially the first one. We've had this conversation before. Yeah, I mean the first one, I, the first one kind of sucks. Not gonna lie, but if I'm in a Predator moon and it's on, whatever. Yeah, you yeah. know what? I, I, it, it hurt my feelings originally, but I think I've made my peace with it. I think any Alien movie is fine, regardless of setting. As long as there's less music playing in it than there has been previously. The flute and ratio. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stupid fucking. If they were like, um, you know, the next Alien movie is, an, is a xenomorph loose in a taco stand. I'd be like, does it look like a xenomorph like I'm used to? Yes. Is it killing people and eating people and chest bursting and face huggers? Yes. Great. Great. Yeah. That'll be the next. That'll be the best Alien movie they've made in 20 years. That's fine. Stop. But if they're like, yeah, yeah but. The alien used to be tacos because lettuce comes from another world where giants play a f- play the drums to make the lettuce grow. Get that's not an alien movie. It's a space lettuce movie. <laughs> oh my god! Stop trying to change the ecology of something that was already perfect. Well, not Literally. only was it perfect, but everything they're trying to change and explain is stupid. stupid. Like it's one thing if you're like, okay, I don't really like that. Like even this is going to be a terrible example, but like even um, even um, the midi-chlorians, that's a stupid, unnecessary way to explain the force. But at least you're not going out of your way to explain different levels of things that nobody asked with and was already perfect the way it was. Why fucking oh, yeah. <laughs> those movies are so stupid so stupid uh anyway 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 uh yeah i, I did oh, all quiet on the western front let's talk about that real quick okay so i watched this thing it's long as shit and anytime a book is based off of a billion times remade movie it's it's a book and you have this thing where you're like it was really 
good, really well made, really emotional. The battle scenes were like, holy shit, uh, World War One is gnarly. The problem is the book has these moments where like war is either high amounts of intense combat or sitting around bored off your ass. But anytime you have to show that, you're like, yeah, I'm bored too now. Thanks, movie. And they're like, yeah, but it's in the book. So we can't not talk about it. And that's the reality of war. So we can't not show that. It's like, I, I get it. I do understand. But can we get back to all that like slaughter that you had like 10 minutes ago and like the tanks rolling over dudes and like fucking bayonets? Because that, that, ah, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> Sorry. That's my Sorry. idea of war as hell. Not literally just sitting here waiting. Yeah, I mean, I, I get that there's a purpose. It's like war's bad. It's like, yeah, I get no, that's what I came away with. But I also came away with war's boring. And that's, you know, that's what I came away with. Uh, look, I know, I know, I know you're supposed to take it as a whole thing. And, you know, but like, look, we all saw Jarhead and there, there, nobody, nobody wants to watch that again because that was boring. And it was like, war's boring and intensely like fucks with your mind because it's so boring. You're either bored or you're like, oh my God, is somebody going to jump out and kill me? Nope. Back to boredom. Oh shit. This movie at least like paid off on the battle side of it. Like <laughs> a lot of those Vietnam vets are coming home and being like, man, that war was so boring. I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> 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 yeah, you usually do hear a lot about the gruesome details and the way it changed people's lives because they did things they didn't have to they didn't want to do, they never want to think about again. But also it was boring. Boring. A lot of shit. boredom. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Digging, that was digging. the original title of the HBO World War II miniseries. <laughs> Band of Boring. <laughs> well, the Pacific really dives into how boring yeah, it was. Yeah, like, yeah, it does. Sitting here That's while it true. rains because we can't do shit. You're like, hey, remember that last miniseries you did that had all the battles and it's like Saving Private Ryan, the TV show? Yeah, this, this isn't doing that for me. The Sorry. soldiers in the Pacific were like, man, there's a lot of fighting going on in Europe. And everyone in, <laughs> everyone in the Pacific is just holding umbrellas. They're like, wow, that actually sounds kind of exciting. <laughs> this is, I don't know who has a harder war. Well, I mean, to be fair, they're dying of like diseases and their like skins rotting off from how yeah, the what amount a boring of way to go. <laughs> <laughs> think of the think of the letters that the 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 um the government had to send home, right? <laughs> your son was Dear Mrs. Um... McLean, your son fought valiantly in a tank battle ridding the world of Nazism. You should be, you know, you should celebrate his sacrifice. Dear Mrs. Corrigan, your son wasted away in a ditch because it was raining. <laughs> this, I think that's a funny joke, and I stand by it. But I'm not, I'm not truly trying to belittle anyone's sacrifices. But it's funny to be thought of that way. That war is boring as hell. I, I mean, oh, brutal. Uh, it's brutal either way. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't look fun. I'm not saying it's fun, boring. Like. When I'm on a film set, I'm bored. Like, hey, we're having a good time, though. We're making, you know, it's <laughs> nobody yeah, was war's not fun. that fun. Boring. War is not fun. Boring. <laughs> I don't know what you had for dinner tonight, but I'm eating my feet. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Nom nom nom. Oh god, tastes like foot. Yeah. So I mean, uh, now I want to read a, a bitch and Punisher comic. That starts with flashbacks to his boring times in war. Not the time where he kills rapists. Not the time where he takes on an entire Viet Cong village by himself. 
just the time where he's sitting around he's like god this is enough to drive a man crazy so bored (laughs) so bored (laughs) i've just been washing trucks and peeling potatoes (laughs) boring uh if we have any uh veterans left who listen to us who haven't shut it off yeah is that our you think that's our demographic maybe hey we have all types man oh my god yeah we have oh yeah we have all types apologies to the troops (sighs) anyway (laughs) yeah all in good fun we're not we're not trying to disparage or belittle so service since Um, i just got my foot out of my mouth uh what have you been watching so okay dude tell me if you feel this and guys listening uh comment about this i am dying to watch a thriller i'm dying to watch a movie where i'm like interesting what is that and then by the end of the movie be like wow that was cool and an example thriller uh, those are the best kind. <laughs> I want to watch sex cult, but now I just heard it was chore cult. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, can you imagine if you put a porn in and it was called whatever and whatever it was, it just turned out to be chores. It was like a little bit of sex, but then mostly doing chores. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Stephen King wrote a book a couple of years ago called The Outsider. And the premise of it, like the, you know, you're reading the book jacket. It was a guy is arrested for picking up, uh, basically abducting a kid. And the guy that's arrested is a family man, the coach of the little league team, you know, Johnny around town, the nicest guy. And he's arrested because numerous eyewitnesses see him pick up a kid. And it may or may not have even been on video. I think it was, <clears throat> but he has whatever it was, indisputable proof that he was somewhere else. And we see the story from his his perspective, so we know he's not lying. So what is going on that, that there's two of the same person somehow? And I, I thought that was such an interesting premise. And it really, like the beginning, showed him and his family struggling. And, you know, his wife was standing by him because clearly it wasn't him. But what was it? And then there's a Stephen King kind of twist that you're like, that just seems like such an easy cop out. And it's not that interesting. Uh, it is now the outsider is it is now a um i think it's a netflix series or a hulu series i think it's netflix um that it supposedly is doing pretty good but i'm i'm interested in checking it out but i keep watching these movies that i'm like wow that's a great premise tell me more and then you watch it and then at the end of the movie i'm unsatisfied and i'm willing to say that some of that time is me that i the 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 way the movie resolved itself or the story resolved itself is not scratching my itch but it's happening a lot. So I'll give you some examples. I just watched 2013 Enemy with Jake Gyllenhaal. Did you see that? Um, tell me it's more. Jake Gyllenhaal, the movie starts. He is a little nerdy, uh, like English or math. Uh, he's an English professor. Oh, English? He's a professor about dictatorships. And he's, you know, he's got glasses and is wearing a button down shirt, pocket protector. And he's got a girlfriend. And he watches a movie. And in the movie is him. So he's watching a movie and there's a Jake Gyllenhaal in the movie. And he's like, what the fuck is this? And he looks it up and it's it's played creepily, almost eerily. So the tone is great. And he looks into this and he's, you know, researching. He figures out the guy's name. He figures out that it's a stage name. He figures out the real actor's name. He intercepts a piece of mail and tries to get this guy's phone number. He calls the guy's house and his wife picks up the phone and she thinks it's him. 
and he like awkwardly kind of gets caught. Um, he eventually reaches out to, and we now we see the guy a couple times, and it's two different. I mean, it's Jake Gyllenhaal in both roles, but the teach the the actor is kind of like he's a married guy. He's a little bit pompous. He's very full of himself and self focused. So different, very and Jer- Gyllenhaal plays him different characters. I love Jake Gyllenhaal. Pretty much watch anything he's in. So it says that this whole thing where it's like uh, they're kind of figuring each other out. They call each other. They they meet each other. Then um, the the actor version tries to take advantage of him because uh, he sees his girlfriend is like pretty hot, and he says, "Listen, I'm you called my wife, and now I'm suspecting you of fucking my wife. So I'm gonna go have a night of fun with your girlfriend, and then I'll bring her back the next day and never say anything again." And that the the meek teacher guy is so meek he can't fight back so he just lets that happen but then goes to the wife of the other you know more brutal jake gyllenhaal and they have a loving night where she has met him before so she knows that he's not her husband but she sleeps with him anyway and the other two the spouses get in a car accident on the way home so they're gone and he just essentially so the the meek one essentially takes the actor's life over and she's fine with it. Now, here's the thing. You want there to be a payoff. There's a moment where they talk to their mom, who I think is Isabella Rosalini, and she is being weird and vague and mysterious. So you want there to be a payoff, but there is no real payoff. The movie. Now, here's where it gets crazy. It's called The Enemy. It's called Enemy. It's based on a book called The Double, which is about a very similar situation. The movie opens in a very yellow, I don't want to say sex club, but like almost eyes wide shut, a bunch of guys in suits watching these women walk around topless. They're not really doing anything, but like a weird sex club like that. One woman walks out, puts a box on the floor and a big tarantula with a big fat ass, like a Halloween decoration, starts walking around. And this girl walks up with a high-heeled shoe and steps on it. Aww. And then it, <clears throat> you see Jake Gyllenhaal in a suit with his hands there, kind of like intensely thinking slash watching this. And then it cuts to like regular, you know, the rest of the movie that I just said. That's like the title sequence or, or right after the title sequence. So once you start watching the movie, you're like, well, wait, what did that have to do with anything in which Jake Gyllenhaal was that? Which character? Later in the movie, there is a shot of a, uh, of a woman... A fully naked woman walking upside down towards camera. And as she comes into focus, she has a giant spider head. Like it looks like it's a an actual mask slash prosthetic that they made. And she's walking on the ceiling. And as she gets to camera, camera turns with her. And as it turns with her, the, the Jake Gyllenhaal is behind you. I think it's the teacher, Jake Gyllenhaal, but he's on the floor. So she kind of passes him on the ceiling. So it's almost like he was looking over the shoulder of camera until camera turns around. That's the it's shot the same way as the first sequence. So it's this weird dream sequence. Later, there's an exterior of the city that they're in. I forget what city it's in. It doesn't. It's not relevant to the plot per se. There's a shot of the city, and there is a gigantic, bigger than Godzilla spider, kind of almost like floating with dangling legs, is how it looks. Just like floating, walking through the city. And it never like it's not part of the plot. It's 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 a metaphor or a dream or a something. Then at the end of the movie, the the um, actor has now taken this guy's wife or girlfriend for like a night away. And she thinks that he's getting his shit together because they have had trouble through the movie. 
But when they start having sex, she realizes she sees his wedding ring mark. So she realizes that it's not him. And she's like, take me home, take me home. And they start driving home and they get into a fight and the car crashes. While that's happening, the quote unquote main character, the act, uh, the teacher is with this woman who we know is sweet. We know she's being treated unfairly by the actor who clearly is sleeping around with her and has treated her like shit. She bumps into the teacher earlier. So she knows that that is not her husband. She's pregnant with the husband's baby, but she clearly it pulls him into bed because he's treating her nicely. And you could see that she's like, I'll take this one. So in the morning, get this. This is how the movie ends. Spoiler alert. The We know that the other couple has crashed. We hear a news report saying that, you know, it's a big crash. So we're assuming they're gone. <clears throat> the girl's in the shower and she goes, oh, your mother called. And he goes, oh, I'll have to call her back today. But then you're like, it, do you have the same mother or are you just going to take over the actor's life and become blah, blah, blah? The woman walks out of the shower behind him and walks into another room and he turns her. Oh, oh, he gets he opens the mail that he originally stole from the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And it's a pass to what we're going to assume is that weird sex club, because that has come up a couple times where people have said to him something about like, thank you for taking me Friday night. I can't get it out of my head. I need to go back there. Can I get another key? And he opens it up and it's a key. This is the last scene in the movie. And he looks up and he goes to the his brand new wife. He looks up and he goes, hey, Judy, uh, I might. Are you, you have plans tonight? Because I might be going out. She doesn't answer. And he goes, Judy, Judy, or whatever her name is. He, we follow him into the back bedroom. And as he opens the door, there is a giant, let's say King Kong size spider in the room. That like when it sees him and he opens the door, it reacts and jumps back onto the far wall and is like acting skitterish. And he looks at it and the movie ends. And I didn't dig into it because I don't want to incorrectly know. But at least on IMDb, it says all the actors signed a contract saying that they would not divulge the meaning of the spiders in the movie. But like, I love the idea of you find your exact double. Exact. Oh, and they have like literally the same scar. So it's not just that they're twins that were separated at birth or something. There's something different, weird going on there. But like, I love the tension. It's shot so well. It's shot by this. It, well, not shot, but it's made by the same filmmaker who made the movie Prisoners with Jake Gyllenhaal and that Hugh was, Jackman. That was good. Yeah. Right. Dude, I'm uh, looking at these pictures right now. This woman on the ceiling with the spider face is mm -hmm. horrifying. The giant, like city size spider terror, like, and wow. if you watch, if you see a clip of that, it's not, it doesn't look like it's walking and I'm not sure if it's supposed to, it looks more like a giant balloon that's floating and the legs are kind of wiggling. It doesn't look like it's stepping and walking. It looks weightless. I don't know if that's by design or just shitty CGI and it was supposed to look like, you know, a monster spider, but you watch it and you're like, I have too many questions more than answers that it feels unsatisfying. You know what I mean? I don't need everything laid out for me. You know what but though? At the same you know time, what though? This is this is just a classic. Like, I'm gonna throw something in there that's symbolic. Are you gonna tell me what the symbolism is? No, <laughs> no, no, no. Don't do that. No, we want the audience to infer what it is. That's fine. That's some artsy shit, but that's fine. But like, obviously, the spider can either mean something that's super dangerous or something that is only dangerous if you threaten it. Mm. Or I heard that it had something to do with um with the fact that most spiders, the female is the more dangerous of the species, the more aggressive of the species. So it's a it's a 
comment on his meekness and how he keeps being, you know, almost cuckolded by his own life and his own relationship. I I don't know. But like spider thing aside, I don't dock at points for spider. I dock at points for you told me this great, weird mystery. Not resolving anything. And I just hate, ended yeah, it. I yeah. And it, it was, I loved everyone's performance. I loved the way it was shot. I loved the tone. I loved the sound. I loved the music. I loved the visuals. The, the spider stuff looked great. I want to know more. Cut to credits. And you're like, do I feel like I wasted? Like, I, I told Amanda that. And she was like, well, why do you keep watching stuff like that? And I was like, but it, it, I don't, first of all, I didn't know it wasn't going to resolve, but like it, it felt so good when you watched it, you know? Well, that, that's the other thing is like, look, at least solve the main plot. Why right. are there two of them? It, it, does it matter? And like, look, at the end of the day, that like that director's like, ah, you're all going to be debating. And it's like, actually, no, I'm not. I'm just going to watch it and go, well, that's you the thing, you right? Like, we, it, so you and I have seen movies that like yeah. this that don't have a concrete resolution that we can sit over some wings and say, I think it meant this and be like, well, I see that, but that's not how I feel. I think it's this. But for us to have that conversation, there has to be some good clues and some good pieces of that puzzle. Look, look, look I, I, I see through the matrix now. I can see the ones and zeros of it all. There's no point in having that conversation because there's no answer. It's interesting. I think it's this. Cool. Great. Tatane. Remember that movie? Chick fucks a car, has a baby car, the French film. We? I, no, but I don't. Oh, my God. We talked about this. I feel so like I remember hearing it, but I didn't see it. Nana's film that came out called Tatane. Titan, I remember you. Yeah. I think I remember you telling me about this. And this chick literally, she's like a car show dancer. She, she bangs this car. She starts murdering people. She, she, shaves her head and dresses as a boy and goes lives with this firefighter and is like i'm your lost son and he's like he totally and everybody's literally like no oh, bro that is not your son <laughs> uh and and he's like no how dare you guys but like he needs this he needs a son he needs his dead son to be back for him and she needs to hide from the law but she's pregnant and fucking bleeding motor oil and turning into a car from the inside out and she gives birth to a car baby and he's like i'm going to take care of it but like the movie at least has a resolve to the end of it that you can talk about what does it mean what does this what does this mean what does that mean you can argue that there's 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 symbolism there you can argue what that mean and i think it has a meaning when somebody's like i'm not going to tell you then i'm like then it's not worth talking about you, you, like it doesn't matter our opinion your opinion my opinion your opinion we live in a time where everybody can have a fucking opinion, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if there's no resolve, if there's no answer to it, it doesn't matter. So like, throw the movie in the garbage. I don't care. Well, it's got to work. Like, I I just read something recently that was like, and I already already skimmed it, but it was like a debate about were were there actually ghosts at the Overlook Hotel? You know, in in, in the context of the film, the original film. And it was like... In the film film? Yeah. In, 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 in the, the movie. In the, yes, 100%. In the movie, the first movie. So, and it was like, well, in this scene, the ghosts let him out of the, um, of the, of the freezer. So they said, like, here's the argument for that it was ghosts. Here's the argument that it was something else that was a non-paranormal explanation. And they gave a couple examples of that. And I thought it was pretty good. And I feel like both arguments you could make. I think it was haunted, but like, okay. Let's talk about that. It was just Jack Torrance being crazy and that was it. But I feel like you could make the argument fit. Either of those arguments fit in the context of the movie because all the things that happen in that plot, it works both ways. So if you say Jack Torrance was just crazy 
and thought it was haunted or I say it was haunted, we could give examples of why, but still both think that we're right and still both enjoy the movie. Sure. When you have a movie where we're both like, what the fuck just happened in that movie? It just, even if, I mean, and I, I'm open, like I said, I'm open to the fact that I might be stupid, that I might look on posts and be like, oh, well, it means this, this. And I'm like, I, I'm reading it and I don't understand it. But for me, if I'm too stupid to understand it, it's still, it's not a satisfying ending. It's not a satisfying well, movie. Right? Here's the thing. It probably doesn't matter. <laughs> Like, <laughs> doesn't matter. Oh, well, oh, well, didn't learn anything about the movie or myself. So, well, here's here's <laughs> can, I, can I give you another one that has a, a different situation? Yes. But let me give you a recommendation first. Go ahead. The Handmaiden. It's the, uh, the show or a movie. No, 20, 2016. The Handmaiden by uh, Park Chan-wook. Um, fucking incredible thriller and pretty erotic. Would you say um, sex cult level erotic? Fuck yeah! So this is the guy he, he directed Old Boy and Thirst. So you know he's yeah. That's pretty, what I thought it. That's what I thought hardcore. it was. I think I know what it is. Um, this this is the, the Handmaid's fucking phenomenal, and it's like heist movie. A, a woman is held as a handmaid to a Japanese heiress, but secretly she's involved with a plot to defraud her. But like you know, double cross, double cross, this that. I mean, I cannot recommend this movie more. It's one of one of the best films I, I think I've ever seen. And it resolves, but it's got best like high films stealth. ever. I think it's one of the best films I've ever seen. Yeah, Dang. I mean, it's it's like it's hard to put in my top ten. Um, for one, it's long as shit. How long is this movie? Two hours and twenty five minutes. So, um, and and there's some convolution, and it's you know it's pretty racy. So it's like you can't like share it with people easily. Mm. Like, hey, you want to see this movie? Warrant, or, you know, there's gonna be some graphic uh, nudity in it, and um, possibly un simulated sex <laughs> but uh fuck man it's pretty good it's a good movie really good uh, right. uh yeah that that's a good thriller man that's a real good thriller good twist oh and if that didn't hook you enough one of the bad guys has a secret room in his basement where he chops off a bunch of dicks that's why you like it keeps it keeps them in jars yeah yeah but i read that the <laughs> symbolism is that the dicks actually represent spiders oh think about a dick spider Think about a spider that had just was made out of eight dicks, eight dicks, and then two pairs of testicles right in the middle. How gross. I don't know why my mind just thought of that, but everyone think of that right now, what that would look like, either as an animatronic or as a CGI. What would his web look like? <laughs> That's the exact comment that I love you for. How many eyes would that spider have? Would you count? One. I mean, <laughs> we're terrible. I like Sorry, that guys. we just like had a, a really in-depth conversation about symbolism <laughs> in, in independent movies and <laughs> rounded it off with Dick Spider. <laughs> hey, that's just that's the Launchpad podcast in in, in a pizza right there. It's yeah, just... there's like three or four um, bug spray enthusiasts who are like, you know what, unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's like he's typing right now. I think I have the exact kind of bug spray you would need for, <laughs> for a dick spider. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the kind of deed that melts your face off. Oh, quick story about bug spray. <laughs> Since we're here, <laughs> oh, now all those people are like, all right, I'll give it two more minutes. So this, <laughs> we had this PA on set. Um, uh, I I don't know if he thinks he's funny or if he's stupid. Or if he was being stupid to be funny, but like some, he was hosing his skin down with the red can of off, which is like poison. 
Somebody's mm-hmm. like, dude, you're supposed to spray that on your clothes and not let it touch your skin. And he looked right at him and went <laughs> right down his throat into his face like like a can of banaca. Was it a kid? I mean, he's a teen, teen, a young, young man. Yeah, like a college age idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and he looked right at him and sprayed a can of the highest powered deet laden toxin available to man into his face, like a, like like banaca, like a breath spray, and um. He started vomiting a little bit later that night and his face turned red and his eyes were swollen shut. And he's like, no, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And anybody was like, what the fuck? He, he had to tell that too. And they're like, oh God, that's that you're an idiot. <laughs> then he turned into a naked upside down spider walking guy spider walking guy. Uh, no, I, I guess he lived, but like, holy shit. He's puking oh all night. God. People are like, go home, go, go to the hospital. Like he's like no, no, I'm fine. It's like Christ. Like I mean, that guy was being an idiot. But at the end of the day, guys, if you're sick on set, go home. We're just <laughs> that's the takeaway here. That's my takeaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I got lots of stories like that where you're telling young kids who are like, just, just go home. Go tell your supervisor I'm going to the doctor or the hospital and go home. It's not worth it. <laughs> you look like a Cronenberg fly person. Go to the hospital. Go to the hospital. Nobody. No, I got me. Actually, I got the cure right here. <laughs> All right. Hit me with another one. What What other? All right. D- does this one have an ending? Yes. Yeah. This one has an ending, but I don't like it. Boo. This is Gone in the Night 2022 Winona Ryder. Okay. Yeah. And I can tell you why you didn't like it. No, I like Winona Ryder and she commits, although she I, I, I now can't see her as anything in the last six or seven years, except for Stranger Things character, just doing different things. Um, <laughs> but I do like her. I like her a lot. So <clears throat> a true story, I saved her from getting hit by Adam Sandler's car once. I don't know if I told you that, but in college, <laughs> I worked on a movie with the two of them and she backed into traffic as his car was literally coming over a bend and I had to grab her by the shoulder and pull her out of the way. And I said, "Ooh, Winona, be careful. She looked at me and she said, don't touch me. <laughs> no, she no. didn't say that. Um, oh, my God. Dude. All right. So 2022, Winona Ryder. She, uh, and a, there's a couple other people, but no one of note that I know of. Um, I think the only other name in the movie would be. Uh, I don't even see his name here. Uh, oh, Dermont Mulroney, who you'd know as that guy if you saw him. And he was great character, but he looked great. That's it. Anyway. Got in the night. She's driving in a car and she's driving. There is a much younger guy sitting next to her and they're a couple. And you are very quickly shown that he is a douchey millennial and she's an older woman dating him, rolling her eyes at all his douchey millennial stuff, but still in it to do it. You know, his hat, his hat falls out the window and he makes her stop because it's a limited edition, blah, blah, blah. They get to their Airbnb in the woods and creepy guy, there's a car there and the light's on. And they're like, why is someone in our Airbnb? As they get out, he walks over. And as he walks over to the house, a younger guy his age comes out and they have some words. And he's like, hi, we booked this Airbnb. And he's like, go away. We booked it. And they kind of have a little argument and it's weird and it's tense. Then a young, no hair, like a shaved head girl comes out and she's coupled with the other guy. And she's, they're like, well, can we just stay here for the night? She's like, yeah, come on in. And the guy who was already at the cabin is very perturbed that he just invited her to stay. So they both, they all go in and it's this weird tense thing. 
the douchey guy immediately is acting like a douche, touching everything, even though apparently this other couple has already reserved it. Winona Ryder is clearly a little embarrassed by him. Uh, they all start to play a board game, and the board game is like a, essentially truth or dare or never have I ever. Like it's like a sexually emotionally charged game for couples. And, uh, you know, they're revealing things, and the girl, the young girl at the cabin, gets dared essentially to suck off the douchey guy's elbow because it's an erogenous zone and everyone is uncomfortable by that. Winona Ryder goes to bed. She wakes up the next day and everyone is gone. Mm. She's like, what the fuck? Everybody runs. What? She's alone. Correct. She looks, she's calling everyone. She's looking around. Can't find anybody. She goes out in the backyard and she starts calling and running around and she sees the guy who was already there. And the guy who was already there is sitting in a clearing crying. And she's like, what the fuck? He's like, my girlfriend and your boyfriend, I just caught them. They're kissing or fucking or whatever in the woods. And they're looking around, but they can't find him. So she leaves him crying at the house and she leaves. She's like, fuck this. And she leaves. Then, you know, they there's a character building with her back in her house where it explains that she's older and everyone keeps mentioning that she's older. She keeps saying that she knew he wasn't going to be a forever thing, but he was fun. Ba 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 ba. We then start to get little snippets that are out of content, uh, out of order linearly. And you're, what you're understanding is we are now seeing these snips of a story that takes place before where the movie started. She has a dinner with some friends her age, and he looks like a douche because he's a douche. <laughs> yeah. He gets up and excuses himself for the table and says, I'm going to go get more wine from the store. He goes to the store, and in the store is the couple from the house. And it ends there. So comes back to her. She is trying to figure out what happened. And she keeps saying, I can't let it go who this girl was that stole my guy away. I know I shouldn't care, but I want to know what she had that I didn't have. So she gets in touch with the guy who owns the Airbnb that they stayed at. And she says, oh, I have this book and it belonged to the other girl there. Can I have her name? And he's like, oh, I'll be in the city. I'll just pick it up from you. And she's like, oh, you know, because she doesn't want that. But she can't figure out how to get out of it. So she says, "Okay." So she meets up with him and he's this nice older guy and they hit it off. They almost essentially start dating. And again, while that story is unfolding, we cut back to in time. He meets this couple at the store. He starts being, you know, a douchey guy with them, but because they're young, they're being douchey back. They hit it off. They go have a drink somewhere. I'm just going to, I'm not going to kind of go back and forth the way they did it. But what ends up happening is she, with the older guy who owns the Airbnb, she lets him know about this whole thing. And he's like, wow, that's crazy. And she's like, yeah. And I want to fucking figure out who this girl is. And he's like, well, let's, let's look into it. So they start tracking this girl down. Right. And while doing it, they're like kind of having, not a romance, but like they're together and they're like, it's almost like these fun dates where they're going out on stakeouts and shit. Sure. Uh, we see this couple then, the the couple was already at the Airbnb, takes this guy out for drinks that uh, in back in time and he cuts his hand. That's important, but it's not really explained. He cuts his hand and it looks weird. You know that the other couple is up for something and his whole thing is about the douchey guy. I live in the moment. And he keeps having arguments with the Winona Ryder about, you're too rigid. Live in the moment. So they invite him to some crazy show out in the woods tomorrow night. And he hesitates. And we know he hesitates because Winona Ryder is strict and, and doesn't, you know, should we know, we know at this point in the movie, she's not going to go for that. 
We also know now that that has something to do with them getting to the cabin and both knowing each other and pretending that they didn't. So what ends up happening is we understand that the couple who was already there was trying to get that man, the douchey man, to the cabin. He goes back to Winona Ryder that night. They have a fight. And he says, look, let's go to this cabin. I got us this cabin in the woods. Let's go there for the weekend and kind of reset. So when he gets there, we understand that the couple who invited him there only wanted him. We don't know why. but they And they keep making it seem like there was a plan. Then when they, we see their point of view of the end of when that car pulls up, so the beginning of the movie, but from inside the cabin. Right. And she's like, who the fuck is that woman? Why did he bring another person? And the guy is flipping out. And he's like, I'm calling this off. We can't do it like this. So she's like, no, don't just play it cool, play it cool. So now we know something's up. So now we know they're being invited into some sort of trap. At the same time, when Owner Ryder. Can I guess? Can I guess right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, you can guess. You'll never guess it. Unless you look something up, you'll never guess it. I'm, I'm just going to say human sacrifice, cult shit. They, they need him. They need That's what him. I thought. They need him to get murdered, and they like they found the perfect douchebag to get murdered. But he brought this chick along, who's going to figure it out. That's what I thought. Okay, so we are learning more in 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 the current time of the movie, the present time. The older man, who's now befriending and kind of almost dating Winona Ryder, explains that he was a, a random guy in town. Bumps into him and is like, "Hey, hey, buddy, how you doing? Living out in the woods all by yourself in your Airbnb. Remember when we almost did that giant conglomerate together and you walked away from billions of dollars? Ha, huh, your loss." And she's like, "What is that?" And he's like, "I was in this startup and it was going well, and we got this time where I had to invest, but at the same time, my dad got really sick with his degenerative disease, and he needed a lot of care." And I wanted to focus my time and my money on trying to help him because it's a genetic disease. So she's like, oh, so you have it? He's like, not yet, but I probably will. So I was trying to help him and figure out a way to solve that. But it's very small and not revealed as a big hint. What ends up happening is Winona Ryder and him end up trying to find the girl. She bumps into the girl and the girl like a club basically is like, I'm so sorry. We ran away together. I'm in love with him. Bye. And she leaves. Winona Ryder is like, ah, fuck that. Winona Ryder ends up going back to the guy's house and he didn't know she was coming. Old, old so boyfriend? He, old, old, the, yeah, the, the new, older guy. Okay. Airbnb but still, he doesn't, he doesn't really like seem that upset about it. He invites right. her in and she's looking around and she finds a picture of that guy and the younger guy who is already at the B&B. Oh. We know that they, they, we know that there's, they have something to do with each other. Lo and behold, what ends up being revealed throughout a series of things is those two people are hiding in the woods. He comes out and is like, guys, Winona Ryder was here. And they're like, why the fuck is she here? We can't do this if this is the case. Blah, 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 blah. They're like, she's still here. They find Winona Ryder has now put together too many of the pieces. She ends up finding a um, like a freight car thing, like a, like a giant box crate in the back. Yeah. With her douchey boyfriend hooked up to all these medical computers in a hospital bed. The the story the old boyfriend told about the degenerative disease was kind of half true. He is trying to use the boyfriend's blood because he's a match, they just declare. He was a match. So they need they're essentially using him as a matrix pod to try to like do these experiments to solve the old man's dying and he doesn't want the son to die. So the son is in on it, the dad is in on it. 
And the son's girlfriend inexplicably is not only in on it, but she's like evil about it. Like she's the character who, when it's revealed that all this is nefarious, she's like, we told, we took your boyfriend. Like, like why would you a be into all this and C B why would you like be so excited to be doing it? So there's this standoff in this boxcar where essentially that Winona Ryder ends up be like saying to the guy, okay, I'll help you do this. But you don't essentially, I forget she says something like, who do you trust more me or that crazy young girl who seems too into this? So they're going to kill the crazy young girl. And then there's like a struggle. And Winona Ryder ends up like beating everyone to death and trying to save the boyfriend. It's like, it doesn't make sense that they would be doing literal crazy backwards experiments to save a guy's life with one man in a shipping container. And what blows it for me is this young girl who's like super into it for no reason. Like she's just being, once everything is on the table, She's being a bitch to the boyfriend. She's being a bitch to the boyfriend's dad, who essentially would be like her father-in-law. And she's being a bitch to Winona Ryder. And none of it is necessary and none of it makes any sense. You know? Um, Also, I don't think backwoods experiments would be very sanitary. Uh, Also, are any of these people qualified to fucking cure this blood disease? He did something with medical something, but like you're literally inventing a cure for a, a, a very rare disease in a shipping container in the back of your backwoods Airbnb with a guy who you pricked his hand at a, like, I think, and it's not explained. I think we're supposed to think that they somehow got him to prick his hand at the bar and she pulls the, the, the young girl pulls the glass out of his hand. How did you set that up? And then how did you somehow sterilely scientifically medically get that blood back to the dad to test, to see if he was quote unquote, a match. It makes and then Winona Ryder like takes them on to to knock them all down and beat them with a an IV stand or something. It was like at that point I was like, guys, just I can't suspend a disbelief that much anymore. So we've talked about this Pat in the past about thrillers being like, you know, this cousin to horror just without something supernatural happening. Because mm-hmm. um, it's yeah, there's a lot of interesting. You know, you look up thrillers like what people consider a thriller. And like why it's a thriller, but to me, it usually is something that could happen in the real world, but is fanciful enough to break certain rules, but it doesn't cross a paranormal line where it's like, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the Scream is basically a thriller, but where it crosses that line is is a guy puts on a mask, and like that rarely happens in real life. You know, people aren't costume killers um, in in most cases. So like Scream is riding that line harder, but it dips into yeah. horror. Uh, you know, it dips into horror where it needs to, and it knows it's doing it too. Um, we've always talked about uh, Hannibal Lecter. You know, Sign of the Lambs is is in my mind a, a thriller for the most part, but it's pretty fucking horrific. Um, interesting though. Yeah, thrillers are good, man. I I, I don't want. I just want like I love the idea of like you go to an Airbnb. Like, and the thing I said didn't even the thing I read didn't even say an Airbnb and someone was, someone else was already there. I, just I saw like that a, movie. It was called Barbarians. We've seen that movie a bunch of times. I probably wouldn't have watched it if it said that. But it just said Gone in the Night. And it's like, okay, the, this girl's boyfriend just disappears. And like, okay, why does that happen? Um, but I just, I hate it. I hate it when it's not, like, that was not a satisfying. I mean, at least it ended. All the, all the loose ends got tied. It was just, some of them were extreme jumps. Jessica Beale was in a show. I think it was called The Sinner. And it starts with her at the beach with her family. And she just brutally stabs a young man to death 
like right in front of her entire family. And she doesn't know why she did it. And Bill Pullman is the police and he investigates it. And it started off so awesome. And she was like, I don't know why I did that. I could tell you all the things that happened. I remember doing it. Something set me off. But the whole thing and in the movie and in the description, it's like she kills a man she never saw before. She kills a random man. He was she has multiple interviews where she says, I've never seen that guy before in my life. It turns out she did fucking see him and she had a lot of reason to kill him. So I feel like you can't bill it as this is a mystery. Like you can't tell me you can't say she doesn't know him. If she knows him, you fucking lied. Yeah. As no, a I, movie, you lied. You know, I, I think a lot of times thrillers, though, need something super like dun, 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 right. to like make their plots work because they push and push and push and confuse you on purpose so they can pull the rug out from you later. But like, uh, it's like, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's like you get to a point where you've painted yourself into a corner and there a lot of yeah. movies are just gonna be like, Ta-da, I'm going to pull the rug out. And you're like, wait, no, that's not a rug. That's not. Like, remember the movie High Tension? This is a horror movie, or mm-hmm. I guess you could say it might be a thriller, but you know, this woman's killing all these people. Being uh, this woman is being chased by a killer, he's killing this family that she's staying with, killing all these people, super violent, super bloody. And then at the end of the movie, they're like, oh, turns out it was her. And you're like, wait, there was an entire scene where she was wrestling with this guy as he was trying to cut her up with a cement blade. Mm-hmm. What was going on then? Right. There's entire scenes where she she and her friend are fighting, like like doing stuff where you're like, you think about it for two seconds. You're like, that's impossible. Right. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't make any sense. And it's like, that's one of the worst examples of it. But like, I don't know. There's a lot of a lot of good ones out there, too. I mean, I think it's like balloon bops, right? You have to have enough in it so that when I find those things, when I'm like, wait a minute, that doesn't add up. You're like, okay, but everything else kind of did and it was enjoyable and it worked and you did do these things well. But if you don't, you know, if you don't sell me on X, Y, and Z, A, B, and C is going to sink you, you know? Absolutely. I mean, how about Blood Simple? That's a great one. Good thriller. Is it Coen Brothers? Yeah, Coen Brothers. It's a good one. I watched that in the last year or two, but I broke it up over like three nights and I know I should not have done that. So I need to rewatch it. Yeah. Man, there's so many... Yeah, thrillers are good, man. We we should get into a few of those. Well, before we go, I want to talk about the last movie that uh, I watched. Uh, another like three and a half hour long epic uh, movie. Oscar winner though, won an Oscar. Uh, and I mentioned it at the beginning. Or 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 we watched R R R, the Indian film that swept America. I love this movie so much, and I like this is probably the greatest example of epic. I want to do a whole episode about this. Can we you want to do a can whole we, episode, a whole yeah, I, like, hour and a half, three hours? Okay, as long as we don't make it as long as this movie was. I was going to say, well, we have to do a thing like in the middle where like your red hand and my blue hand grab each other. <laughs> and then, yeah. No, this movie, I want to rewatch it because I fucking loved it. I want to rewatch it and really get down on it because it's like, it is, I loved it so hard. I haven't been this jazzed over a movie. And Rumi, Tell me if this is not the roomy high five movie of all time. If it wasn't three and a half hours, a hundred percent. Okay, I, I'm very excited to go into now. The fact that we don't seem to be a hundred percent on the same page makes me excited. Um, I really liked it. I really, I really liked it. I, mm-hmm. I definitely enjoyed myself. <sighs> I don't. I don't have three hours in me. I just don't. Okay. I, I, okay. I don't. All right. Let's talk. Let's talk. Three. I want. I want to. We don't have to do the three hour episode. 
But, let's do let's do a one hour episode we'll about do it. Oh, yeah, movie. we'll do an hour, maybe even an hour and twenty. Um okay. but it was really fun. It had a lot of fun stuff in it. Um but I have a moment where I'm like, this is this is where the movie ends. You you could have solved yes, the problem. I here. see that. I see and, that. <sighs> we'll I get, get into that. it. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Well, let's do okay. it. We'll do it. We'll do an RRR episode. We'll sing and dance. There's dance. There's gonna be dance numbers in the middle of it. Dance is fucking um, great, man. And you, then you'll nacho, the- <laughs> nacho, 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 nacho. <laughs> um, a super erotic whipping scene. Yeah, buddy. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, it's fucking hot. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I have a lot of a lot of things to bring up about it, but um, I, I I was very impressed with the scope of this film. It's freaking great. I love it. Well, we'll save that. We'll save that. Okay, cool. Um, that's all I got, I guess. Oh, yeah. I watched M3gan. <laughs> Megan. We should do an episode oh, about that, too. I, I did that, too. We could do that. We should do that, <clears throat> we should do that too, because I, I do have um, opinions about that movie that uh, I don't think it deserves the hate it's getting. Interesting. I don't even know if it got that it got hate. So let's... Okay. Oh, so now we have our next to, two episodes in, Doc. People seem to be super pissed about Megan. And I'm like, it's a killer doll movie. Who cares? It's probably like a, a Mattel conspiracy. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> People are like, I don't I don't like the dancing doll. My dancing dolls don't dance. I want Chucky. It's like, yeah, Chucky's great, but think you get a killer doll movie. How often do you get a like theatrical killer doll movie? Come on. Fair. Right? Come on. And All like, right. Uh, anyway. Anyway, guys, what have you been watching? What's your favorite thriller? Um, <laughs> or a thriller that let you the fuck down. Yeah, I I, I got more of those than I do mm-hmm. thrillers off the top of my head. Let us know. Hit us up. Social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LaunchpadPod and my website, LaunchpadPod.com. Check us out on YouTube. <laughs> I don't know why I turned into like a New Jersey guy. To, <laughs> hey, come on over here. We're going to eat some sandwiches. Oh. <laughs> but yeah hit us up let us know Rumi let's blast this thing off oh that was a good one <laughs> until next time with the Rocketeers we're out hey. <laughs> I don't know why that happened ignition sequence start 6 5 4 3 2